if the NFL season snuck up on you and you forgot to do NFL Fantasy, there's no better time to check out the Daily Fantasy on Underdog Fantasy. Sign up with promo code JNR and receive up to a $100 deposit match for new users. They have awesome Daily Fantasy specials. They have pickums. Check it out. It's a lot of fun, and it is the place to do fantasy this NFL season. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the JNR Basketball Podcast. My name is John, and I am joined by Ronnie, a.k.a. You ready for this one, Ronnie? The no, answer. Ready. Wait, what is it? The answer. The answer. The answer Do you to know what? Whose nickname, <laughs> that's what I was going to ask you. What is <laughs> if you're if you were a Jeopardy clue, and what 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 case would the answer be? You know, who is Ronnie? What is what is the what is the, what is Ronnie the answer to? Well, I am the answer to stumbling over news news alerts. Obviously, yes. Basketball Anyone news. That's <laughs> listened knows that very well. Do you know which basketball player is actually nicknamed the answer? Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson. And do you know what the question is that he is the answer to? Um, to take the 76ers to the finals. <laughs> it actually was... Answer to all of the NBA's woes because oh. uh, Michael Jordan had just retired to go play baseball and they were looking for, you know, the, the thought was, who's the next Michael Jordan? Who's it going to be? Allen Iverson. He gotcha. was the answer. I and didn't did you know, know that's that the reason. There was a, that, that is the reason. And there was a big lawsuit over this nickname. So oh, apparently really? one of his friends came up with it and said, hey, this is a great nickname. And Allen Iverson verbally said, you get a quarter of any profits that I come from using this nickname. Well, then nice. he signed a deal with Reebok. Reebok created a shoe called The Answer. And all of a sudden, his friend wanted 25% of <laughs> all of the money he made from shoes. Jeez. And uh, that that didn't happen. Averson's like, nah, we're good. Uh, this is the short version. You can look yeah. up the longer version. They go to court. The judge ultimately decided that Allen Iverson was successful, not because of the nickname, but because of his basketball skills. He would have been successful with or without the nickname. So therefore, yeah. he doesn't have to pay any money for a nickname. And I feel like that's nice. fair. It's not like the nickname made him, you know, what he was. It was his skill and it was his ability to play basketball. But Yeah, I thought he was the answer because he basically, because 76 was like, who are we going to get? Who are we going to have to like actually make this team good and he was the answer to that so i was completely he was, wrong he was the answer to that he was the answer to the nba's woes he was the answer to you know he's broke like practically broke really no there'll be we have a new story coming up i know that that talked about his his new gig that's going to get him some money but in 2030 i believe uh, reebok as part of the deal they signed initially he's going to get 32 million dollars as part of a deferred payment for his shoe deal. So he okay. really just needs a job to keep him until that payday. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate you giving me a really good nickname this time. <laughs> Positive <Yeah>. one. <laughs> Even though I turned it into a negative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now to well, my news. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's exactly right. Let's hit it with the news, Ronnie. <laughs> All right. So first news thing I want to go over. So I, I got this weird alert on my phone this week where it says Hornets Bridges faces unserved warrant. Additional domestic allegations. So if you remember, you know, he had that big domestic dispute and everything that, that was going on in July. And yeah, all of a sudden there was a, a warrant issued for his arrest. I was like, well, that's weird. I thought that was already done too. Plus, so did the Hornets yeah, he too. Broke, he broke uh, the rules of it. He wasn't supposed to contact the victim, but he was contacting her via social media. 
So yeah. he violated the terms of, of, of his release. Yep. Right, right. And so he's currently serving a 10-game suspension for that. And the Hornets did not know about the pending warrant in July prior to the signing of Bridges, which they signed him to that one-year $7.9 million contract, which I still think is stupid. And then, so after this alert, two days after that, I got an alert saying, Bridges turns himself in for issued a arrest warrant too. So yeah, just, just really weird. Yeah. And then it says, um, Bridges appeared before a district court judge and was released on a thousand dollar bond. Man, he's, this kid's only 25 years old. It just sucks that he's going through this. And yeah, I just, I wish uh, that. I mean, it's, 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 he sucks that he made poor choices. It, it, yeah. It sucks that he made choices. He's going You're through right. something, you know. Yeah. Yeah. you you got it. That's, that's well better put it than I put it. But yeah. It's just I hate seeing this, and um, again, it's just another thing that I hate seeing, and I wish, I wish the people in the league would stop doing bad things like this. But whatever, it seems like it's never going to stop. So whatever. Next in the news, I got Shaq. Shaq news. He says he wants a potential expansion team in Las Vegas, all for himself. And he's had some previous involvement in in the leagues too. Where, uh, what team did he own for? He he owned some sort of team in the past too. Oh, uh, what was it? <laughs> Shaq owned a team? He didn't own a team, but he was part owner for... That he was minority owner of the Sacramento Kings for nearly a decade. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool and interesting that he wants to be the only one to own this team. Uh, and, he wants to be the big the big guns. Yeah, and it makes sense. I mean, there has been talk about Las Vegas expanding to... Or uh, the NBA expanding to Las Vegas, so... Maybe he'll that's be involved. Billions in that. of dollars, though. I don't know if he has billions of dollars. Well, yeah, and that's that. the next thing too. So, and yeah. so, how is he going to afford it? Because Reebok names Shaq president of basketball and Iverson as VP. So, yeah, speaking of Iverson, right? That's right. That's his page. <laughs> that's his temporary job. I feel like yeah. they did him a favor. So he's so Shaq <laughs> was named president of basketball for the company, while Allen Iverson will serve as his vice president. Reebok CEO Todd Krinzy told. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I wonder how much I don't know money what that they're entails. Gonna... Like, what job? Yeah. Is, what what does that mean? Is it just a marketing thing, or are they like doing research on shoes? Right, or are they just going to release shoes for them? And just like they're going to be the biggest shoes I, for that company. I loved AI shoes. Those were my favorite shoes. I remember you saying you had some too. I would yeah, love to have some of those I right loved now too. Those shoes. Yep, but it's uh yeah. So I thought that was neat. Let's see, and then next I got. Uh, I got some Joel Embiid news. So the president of the French Federation, his name is Jean-Pierre Soutat. And he said, he's quoted saying, this is about Embiid um, playing for Team USA instead of France. He says, he had shown interest in playing for France and we helped him get a French citizenship upon his request. I'm just sorry that we have spent so much time and energy on that file that should never have been opened. End quote. So I just thought that was kind of interesting that, you know, the French president said that upon, you know, MB choosing to play for Team USA instead for Team France. <laughs> just, I couldn't imagine, like, some country that you have so, re so much respect for, like, all of a sudden, like, the president is speaking about you, you know, like, badly and poorly. That would yeah. just, like, be disheartening, <laughs> you know. So I wonder how he feels about it. I, I think this is the last bit. So... Devin Booker, he's been voted the best shooting guard in the NBA for the second consecutive season by the 2003 and 24 NBA GM survey. So I just want to give Booker props for being voted number one guard in the league. I thought that was really interesting that there's not a better guard. guard. Let's calm down. Let's calm down. Number, number one, one shooting, shooting guard. guard. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that's awesome. Good job, Booker. Do you think he's the number one shooting guard in the NBA? 
I mean, you're you're looking at Steph Curry going against him, right? He's a shooting guard, right? Or is yep. he a shooting point guard, technically? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. What is Steph's official title? Let's see. Steph Curry. Uh, but, what is what is Damian Lillard's official title, right? Is he, right. Is he a, a shooting guard? Yeah. I don't is know if, that, point guard? if point guards and shooting guards are... This has separate. Curry listed as a point guard. Okay. So maybe that's why. But I would say Steph Curry is well, Steph Curry's definitely a better shooter yeah. than uh Devin Booker. Damian Lillard He's is listed guard. as a point guard as well. Again, probably a better shooter than Devin Booker. So I feel like it's semantics. Yeah. But either good way for Devin Booker. Love seeing it, so I had to say that. Yeah. And that's all I got for the news. All right. We got one signed waves and trades. Teams are pretty much getting their rosters set up. We're we're less than two weeks away from the start of the NBA season. Yep. Yeah, the so only... he's Ky-, Ky Jones, you said? His yeah, exactly. I've yeah, never only... heard of this guy. <laughs> yeah. So Kai Jones, uh, he apparently wanted out of Charlotte, so he requested a trade. Um, he was a, a 2021 pick, 19th overall. And then uh, after he requested that trade, two days later, Hornets waived the 2021 first round pick, <laughs> Kai Jones. So that's right. Uh, he he honestly wasn't doing too much, anyways. He only averaged 2.7 points, two rebounds, and yeah, hardly anything. So Charlotte will incur a three million cap hit on this season following the move. So that's all. Wow. That's, okay. That's all we got for a move. So they they really. Uh, it's so weird because Charlotte is just a taking Miles Bridges, but like no no, <laughs> yeah. we won't want you. We're gonna take. The, we're gonna eat the three million dollars. Rather right? than keep you around, but right. yeah, imagine being that owner and how frustrated you are right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about this week's turd of the week. Dylan Brooks back in the news. <laughs> he is now with the Houston Rockets. Very first preseason game. He's like, "Hey, I'm still here. I'm going to punch this dude in the groin," <laughs> and uh, he did. He gets assessed a flagrant foul too. Gets ejected from the game. Gets a $25,000 fine. Yep. Are you surprised at this? Did you think he was going to turn over a new leaf with a with a new head coach, a new team? Or is this just, he just can't get out of his own way? What are, what are your thoughts on this? I'm not surprised that this happened, but I am surprised at how soon it happened. Because it was just five yeah. minutes into the first <laughs> preseason game. So that was crazy how fast that happened. It was like he he was ready to go, ready to punch. He hadn't punched anybody in the junk <laughs> for a bit. And he was just itching to get back out. It's like... Yeah, and when you go when you go, uh, you know, to I don't know a park, and you want to go down the slide, you just run and go down the slide. He wanted <laughs> to just go and punch a grown man in the junk. Yeah, and in a preseason game, I don't know. Did you think that it was in intentional too? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, okay. I don't know when I first How do you saw. You accidentally punch somebody. Well, there? he was running around a screen, and he kind of like was reaching around the screen, but then his hand kind of met so, Theus's groin. There. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I I think it was that the problem is that there's history, right? It's not like it's right. the first time this has ever happened. You could literally see a highlight reel of here he is punching this person and here he yep. is punching this person. You you can maybe claim once it was an accident, but when you have a history of doing that, you're just a, I mean, he's a dirty player and and his reputation certainly didn't do him any favors Correct. when they were reviewing this. So, yep, yeah, Dylan him Brooks. and Draymond Green. Yeah, turn of the week. All right, we have been going through our team recap. Uh, this is the last week. We've gone through all of the teams with the big changes that they've made, a recap of what they were last season, what questions we have as the season gets ready to start, and ultimately our prediction. 
This week, we are wrapping up in the West with the good but not great. We're going to be looking at the three through six seeds in the West as of last year. The Kings, the Suns, the Clippers, and the Warriors. Let's start with the Sacramento Kings. They finished the year 48-34, and finishing third in the West. They took the Warriors to seven games in the first round, ultimately lost 4-3 to in what might have been the best series in the West. Yeah, Best series definitely. of the playoffs, maybe. So much fun to watch. I, I literally, after every game, I was like, oh, the Kings are going to win. Oh, the, the Warriors are going to win this series. Oh, the Kings. It was, it was so good. It was so fun to watch these two teams go against each other. And, um, I, I just love the Kings. You know, at the start of last year, I predicted the Kings were going to be better. I did not anticipate them being this good. Yeah. Good but call. On man, that. oh man, they were fun to watch. Uh, let's talk about who came and who left. Ronnie, do you have uh, those notes up? I, I just have yes, a couple sir. of players. Yep, I'll go you, over you all like of them. To do yep. the whole rundown. Exactly. So the person, the people that are out are Rashawn Holmes. He went to Dallas. Chemezi Metuv to Phoenix. Namayas Kuta or Kuta to Boston. Terrence Davis, Matthew Delavdova, PJ Dozier. Those are all the, uh, the outs. The ins are Chris Duarte from Indiana. Javel McGee, one of my favorites from Dallas. Jalen Noel, Minnesota, Deontay Burton, and then Jalen Slauson. He's a rookie. He was a 54th pick by this team. Uh, they also have rookie Sasha Venz- Venzikov, uh, Jordan Ford, Colby Jones. Those are all the rookies. And then they also have the 24th pick, Oliver Maxence Prosper. Well, they had him, but they actually traded him to the Mavericks. That was a 24th pick overall. And then 38th pick overall that they picked for Jordan Wash. They traded him to the Celtics. So which leaves their starting lineup now is D. Aaron Fox, Kevin Herter, Harrison Barnes, Keegan Murray, and DeMontis Sabonis. DraftKings has him 15th at plus 5,500. Do you think DraftKings 15th. has him low? I think that's low. So did I. But there is just so many good teams in the West. It's hard to have them there any is. higher because yeah. of how good these other teams are. But I feel like they kept this team together, especially the starters. I think they added They're some build off that momentum some things. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so I, I really like this team. Hard to say if, like, how are they going to do compared to everyone else? But yeah, I, I think I'll probably go. I, I think they're going to make the playoffs again. I'll say that at least. Okay. So the question I have for this team is: I think last year they snuck up on a lot of teams. Not a lot of people thought they would be this good, and they're not going to surprise anybody this year. We know who the mm-hmm. Kings are. We know that they're a quality team. So we're going to find out: Did they benefit from that last year? Are they real? And and will they continue to win or? Because now people are game planning for the Kings. Okay, the Kings are a good team. Is that going to hurt their overall record? I think this is a real team. I think this is a good team. I think they finish top four in the West, just like they did this year, mm-hmm. barring injuries. I, I, I'm looking forward to watching them play. I love De'Aaron Fox. Such a, a fun player to watch. This team is just a lot of fun to watch. So, yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for the Kings, and I think they will be a top four West team this year. Yeah, I think the teams weren't ready for them either last year. But once they, like towards the end of the year, once they saw how good they were doing, I think they did start playing really hard against them and they just couldn't beat them because the Kings were too good. So, yeah, I agree yeah, with you. And they they're, have they're, the best. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I just was going to say they'll probably be around the same. I, I think they might be like two spots lower than where they were last year, maybe. But where were they? They were third overall. So, yeah, I could see them being like yep, fifth in the overall. Western Conference. So, okay. yeah, something like that. All right, we're going to go over my sons now, the favorite one, the one I've been waiting for this whole entire time, right? 
The Suns, they finished 45 and 37. They were fourth in the West. They lost to the Nuggets in the second round, fired their head coach as a result of this. And I, I don't know if any team has made more roster changes in the last you know, since the trade deadline to this offseason, then the Phoenix Suns, it looks like an entirely different team. Mm-hmm. Ronnie, do you want to go over the ins and outs of your Phoenix Suns? Yeah, this is probably the longest list here. So we got DeAndre Ayton. He went to Portland. Darius Baisley to Brooklyn. Torius Craig to Chicago. Jock Landale, Houston. Chris Paul, Golden State Warriors. Cameron Payne in Milwaukee. Landry Shamet, Washington. Then we released Bismack Biombo, Terrence Ross, TJ Warren. We added... Grayson Allen from Milwaukee, Udoku, Udoka Azubuki from Utah, Kita Bates-Diop from San Antonio Spurs, Bradley Beal from Washington, Bulbul from Orlando, Drew Eubanks from Portland, Jordan Goodwin, Washington, Eric Gordon from Clippers, Keon Johnson, Portland, Nazir Little, Portland, Chemezi Metu, Sacramento, Yusuf Nurkic, Portland, Utah Wantanabe, Brooklyn, and I, that leaves our starters with Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Grayson Allen, Devin, or Kevin Durant, and Joseph Nurkic. Those are our starting five. So DraftKings has them. That's our starting five. Well, that's what it is. Grayson currently. Allen is not a starting five. He's not. Well, starting so in this it, team. it it's changing a little bit. So currently, it's Grayson Allen, but it's also been. What position um, is Grayson Allen playing? He's a guard. He he's small forward. That's a small forward position. Is he a small forward? Yeah. yeah. Ugh. And Ugh, so our, our choices, choices are Eric Gordon. We, yeah, I, I personally yes. think Eric Gordon's going to be a starter. And then uh, it could this be. This Grayson Allen is a shooting guard. I guess he could play small forward. He's six foot four. He's, oh, sons, don't do this to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 well, I mean, it's a position, right? And we need defense too. So I think it yeah. quite possibly could be him. But anyways, yeah. uh, Jeff Kings has this team fourth at plus 450. Okay, that's fair. So the questions I have for this team is, with so many changes, with a new head coach, how will they mesh? Will they mesh? What problems are they going to have? There's going to be some growing pains because nobody really knows their role. It's it's so entirely different. Can they all make it work? And, you know, I said this last time we recorded, that was sort of my hot take, is I don't think the Suns are going to win a championship this year. I think they're at least a year away because of all of these different changes they made. They are a good team. I think they will be out in the second round again that come this playoffs. Out in the second round, huh? Well, okay, so I've been watching the Suns recently. They look really good, Jonathan. I, I, I don't, I don't... Homer. <laughs> I don't think they're going to be out in the second round. I, I think... If anything, it could be like a conference finals. Like they're at least going to get to the conference finals, and then maybe they'll get out at that time. But I, I, they could go all the way. I'm, yeah, I'm a homer, but you can't deny how good this team looks. Let's talk about the next team, the Los Angeles Clippers. They finished the year forty-four and thirty-eight. They finished fifth in the Western Conference. They lost to the Phoenix Suns in the first round, four to one. They lost not a lot of people. I'll let you give the ins and outs of that. But uh, this team is is always interesting. <laughs> this is probably the shortest list that I've ever done. So they the people that left this team are Eric Gordon. He went to Phoenix. And then Jason Preston, they released him. They added KJ Martin Jr. from Houston. Nate Darling, Josh Primo, Primo, sorry. Kobe Brown, he's the 30th pick from Missouri for this team. And then Jordan Miller, another rookie. So their starters are Russell Westbrook, 
Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Morris, and I- Ivaka Zubac. Zubac. So their DraftKings have them at eighth place and at plus eighteen hundred. Wow. Yep. And I truly think that this team could go places too, but. Again, they, Kawhi Leonard wasn't healthy last year, and neither was Paul George too much. Russell Westbrook, I, I, I mean, he's on this team for another full year, so I feel like this is a dangerous team. I, I think that they could definitely be like a conference finals team too, if not a champion yeah. as well. If if the Suns meet up with this team again like we did last year, and they're healthy, we might be in trouble. So the the questions I have for this team is they were linked to the trade with James Harden. If they make that trade, what pieces do they have to give up? How does all of that work? And then just like you said, what is the health of this team going to look like on day one, on day 50, um, as and as the season progresses towards the playoffs? They've been rumored to be interested in uh, Malcolm Brogdon, who is now a member of the Portland Trailblazers. I think that would be a great pickup for them just to give them some extra depth. But I, I just, I don't, this is a very talented team. I just don't know how you can look at this roster that's never been healthy and say, hey, this is the year that they're going to be healthy. Right. Uh, so my prediction is that they're going to be a lower seed and, and they're going to be out in the first round just just like last year and, and just like you know the year before. It's just, you can't rely on this team to be there when you need them to be. And they are the example team of, you know, sitting players out and everything, right? Like that's the... Yeah. And the NBA pretty much like made that new rule about sitting out players because of these guys, <laughs> the, because the of this team. Rule. Yeah, yeah I don't exactly, necessarily so. know because of this team, but they were definitely one of the teams because they do they do, do a lot of load management between uh, Kawhi Leonard and, and Paul George. Yeah, yeah, you brought up a good point about the trade for the 76ers. I, I think if anyone was to leave this team, it would be Russell Westbrook, and that makes sense because he's a point guard. So yeah. for, uh, for them to trade for, uh, what's his name that I just forgot? That, that would make sense. Yeah, for James Harden. Yeah, point guard for point guard. I would feel bad for Russell Westbrook because he just gets yeah. tossed around, passed around like a, yeah, some yep. inappropriate <laughs> comment. So <laughs> that leaves us with the final team that we will be talking about, the Golden State Warriors. They finished with the same record as the Clippers, 44 and 38, sixth place in the Western Conference. They lose to the Lakers 4 to 2 in the second round of the playoffs. And um, this team is another team that had a lot of big changes, but I think the changes they made make them better somehow. So Interesting. do you want to hit you us do. with that okay. list, Ronnie? Yeah, so the players that left was Patrick Baldwin Jr. He went to Washington. Dante DeVincenzo to New York. Ty Jerome Cleveland. Ryan Rollins, Washington. Jordan Poole to Washington. Jamichael Green. Anthony Lamb and Andre Iguodala all just left. And then we added Chris Paul from Phoenix, Rudy Gay from Utah, Corey Joseph from Detroit, Usman Garuba from Houston, Rodney McGruber, I'm sorry, McGruder, Detroit, Dario McGruber! Sarge. I know, right? that's what I was thinking. Dario Sarge from Oklahoma City. He was once on Phoenix too. And then Donovan Williams, Atlanta, and then Jerome Robinson. Also, rookie um, Brandon. Podzemski, he's the 19th pick from Santa Clara for these for this team. And then Trace Jackson Davis, another rookie. So their starters are Chris Paul, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green. So even though they made a lot of ch- uh, changes, their starters pretty much is the their same except for Chris Paul. Is still, yeah, and I don't think Chris Paul's... Like, he'll get spot starts, but I don't think he's starting. 
So I, I question your reliability <laughs> of your starts. Yeah, I mean, it, that makes sense. That's okay. Jeff Kings has his team at sixth place at plus 1,300. I, do. I don't think that their team got better. I think it got worse. You, why do you think well, it got better? I think it got better because Jordan Poole in the playoffs completely vanished. And if you can replace him with a veteran like Chris Paul who can come mm-hmm. in and make those shots, but you don't need him to play 30 minutes a game at his advanced age, I think that just makes the team better where they really had that weakness. When, when Curry goes to the bench, who is going to be the distributor? Who is going to make those shots? And Jordan Poole was not that guy last year. They just gave him the big contract. I think Chris Paul can absolutely be wonderful in that role. He's still ring chasing. This might be his last yeah. chance. Uh, I, I I just think it's a good team. And you know, the biggest question I have for this team is, can Steve Kerr step up and be the leader and remove some of these distractions that they had last year? You know, the punch starting off the season mm-hmm. did nobody any benefits. This year you have Kevin Durant coming out and saying, you know, hey, Draymond and I got into it while I was there, and Steve Kerr just kind of pretended it didn't happen and kind of went away. He can't do that anymore with this team. He needs to put people in their place, and he needs to be the leader of this team from a coaching perspective because yeah. you can't you can't ask Curry to do it. That's not his job. That's your job, Steve Kerr. So yeah. can he do that, and can he keep some of these egos, a.k.a. Draymond, in check? Because I think that's the only thing that's holding this team back. All right, so you're not going to sway me this time. I completely disagree. I, I think that this team got worse. So okay. I think this team got older, and like with Chris Paul, he's always injured and everything, so he's not going to help in the playoffs because he's not going to be he's healthy. He's always playing a ton of minutes. Yep, don't play yeah, a ton of minutes. Absolutely. And also, I think the team is kind of mad at Draymond Green because of what happened with the punch. Still, yep. I think they kind of ruined the team, and now that player pool he left. So I think they're going to miss him, even though he wasn't that good in a playoffs i think he was good overall and yeah i just i don't i think this team is gonna start falling apart do you remember when steve um sorry steve nash went to the lakers and they didn't do any good i think that's kind of similar where chris paul is going to this team ring chasing but he's just super old and i don't think they're gonna i i i i understand i agree with you that it's very similar to that but the difference was that Steve Nash was expected to be a starter and an all-star on that Lakers team. No one's yeah. asking Chris Paul to do that. Well, Kobe Bryant was on that team, though. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I agree was. with you, but what, what, what the different, I, I just, Steve Nash was, I don't, I, I, I see the parallel. I just, I would have to go back and look at that. I just think it's a different because of the expectations that you want, you wanted Steve Nash to do X, Y, Z. You don't, want Chris Paul to do that. You just need him to do X yeah. and not worry about YZ. So I think that makes his job easier, which in turn makes him more impactful. I think this yeah. is one of two, three, maybe three teams in the West that's capable of winning it all. Yeah. Uh, I'll disagree yeah. with that. So here's the last thing. Um, I don't, I th- they're putting two point guards on one team, which hasn't ever worked in the past. They're doing this again with this team. They already has they're Steph Curry though. on there. Chris, Steph Chris Curry Paul was the not- guy no, Steph Curry was a guy that could run around and just pass it to his shooters. You're adding Chris Paul. Yeah, Chris Paul's a shooter. Yeah, he's a passer. He could do the same thing. But for some reason, it just doesn't work when you have two point guards. It's You can't play these guys at the same team. Like They're not great defenders. You're going to have a small lineup and play both of them Chris at the same Paul's time. A, a much better defender than you're giving him credit for. He, he's, he's okay. 
he's average, but still you can't play him at the same time because you're going to have a small lineup. So it's not going to work. It just doesn't work. I I, agree. You don't need to play him at the same time. And that's why it does work because you're not playing him at the same time. Okay. So you're saying if he's not considered the starter, if it ends up being like Steph Curry and then Chris Paul steps in and, and he's the backup, then it'll work. Yeah. Yeah. That, that might be okay. But oh, I still don't think great. they're going to make the playoffs. So let's let's. You don't think they're going to make the playoffs? No, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think there's team team is going to fall apart, and they're going to have injuries, and like Chris Paul especially, and then they're not going to have Jordan Poole to have a good point guard backup. I think Rudy I Gay is a, a decent addition, but Rudy not Gay's make old the too. Playoffs, Ronnie? Yeah, no playoffs Get this year. Get out of here! Get out of here! So we're very opposite ends of the spectrum because I think. So, so let's say who, which three teams in the West are capable of winning the NBA championship in your mind? Three teams championship in the so, West. Which three teams are capable? Have a roster? Have the talent? Have the team to win an NBA championship? I think all three of these teams that we mentioned before the Warriors are definitely capable of beating the Warriors. I need your I need your top three, Ronnie. Listen <laughs> okay. to the words coming out of my <laughs> well, mouth. Okay, we'll just say Suns, Clippers, and Kings. No respect for the Nuggets. Look yep. at you. It's just, so you don't think, yeah. I, I, I can't tell if you're messing with me right now. No, I'm serious. I don't you think, don't think I the Nuggets are in the think, top three in the West of winning an NBA championship. I don't. That's what you I, just said. The way they, that they develop their team, it's not going to work. No, it's just The it can't Denver work. Nuggets just won an NBA championship. Wait, did you say Nuggets? I thought you said Warriors. I, you're <laughs> freaking me out, man. What are the top three teams in the West that are capable of winning an NBA championship? And if the Nuggets are not on your list, this will be the last episode of the JNR Basketball Podcast. Yeah, the Nuggets are on there. They, they can win oh, a championship. Oh, thank too. God. <laughs> so the Nuggets and who else? The Nuggets, the Suns, the Clippers? Are you, are you sticking with that? The, the Suns, Nuggets, the, the Clippers. Clippers the yeah, absolutely. That'd be a good one. But also the, the Suns, Kings the are on there. The Clippers and the Nuggets. No, I said three. Come on. Come on. Yeah, those Killing are me. okay. That, that'll be a top three. Listen, listen, top three in order. Number one, go. Dude, there's so many teams that could beat these, this team. There's just there's no way they're going to make the playoffs. I'm not talking about the Warriors. Stop talking about the Warriors. I'm sorry, I'm still talking about the Warriors. I want to know no t- in the West which three teams are capable of winning an NBA <laughs> championship. <laughs> the Suns. Okay. The Clippers. The Clippers. And the Nuggets. Is that in order that you feel as well? No, I didn't put him in order. Okay. I don't even care anymore. I'm I'm yeah. over this question, Ronnie. You've broken <laughs> yeah. my heart. Uh, I think the Nuggets, the Clipper, not the Nuggets, not the Clippers. Oof. I think it's not easy. What I, I feel play? bad It's now. not that easy. Yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> the Nuggets are the number one team. The Warriors are my number two team. And you're going to love this one. The Thank Lakers you. are my number three team. As far as teams capable of winning an NBA championship coming out of the West. Dude, we got the Pelicans still, who you know I love. We've got Oklahoma City Thunder, who are coming up. Yeah, God, I know. It's such a stacked team. So many good teams in the West. There's no way the Warriors will make it. But anyways, I know you're not talking about the Warriors anymore. Yeah, I know. You just get hung up on these things. <laughs> all right, so that is it. We have gone through all 30 NBA teams. Obviously not today, but through our past podcasts. So check those out. If you missed any of them, uh, what we're going to do now is we've been doing a lot of Hollywood recasts where we replace NBA players in movies, but we're going to switch it up a little bit and we're going to talk about our favorite 
actual NBA players that cameoed in movies. So not, not the lead of the movie. So, you know, no Michael Jordan from Space Jam, no LeBron from Space Jam, oh. no Ray Allen from, uh, For the Love of the Game or, or whatever that movie was. <laughs> he so got we're, game. we're doing, he got game. We're doing <laughs> our top five. We, we've done our top five NBA cameos. And we're going to start at the bottom. And Ronnie, this was your movie, Charles Barkley in Space Jam. Tell us about the role. Tell us why you like it. Hit us yes. up. Let's, let's hear it. Do you remember? You, you, you don't remember this, do you? But there was so, so many good parts in this movie. I am not a Space Jam oh, so fan. I love this movie. And I know that movie. hurts a lot of people's feelings. It does. But there was a part in this movie where he lost his power, where the little Martians and everything got on the court. Who's and he? then Charles. Who's he? He lost his power? Yeah, Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley lost his Okay. Yeah, he, he's on the court and everything like that. There was like five big players in this movie. But Charles Barkley was one of them in the cameo, right? So he... He's going, he's playing basketball and everything, and then they steal his power, and then he starts stumbling around. Someone passes him the ball, and he can't even catch it. He got fouled, and he, he goes to shoot a free throw, and he can't even, like, catch the ball to shoot a free throw. And then he shoots it, like, over the rim and over the backboard. So good. And then later on in the movie, there's a part where he was just all depressed and everything like that about losing the power. He walks by a basketball court. He puts his hands on a chain link fence, and the kids are like, hey, you're Charles Barkley. So they're like, hey, you want to play? He's like, sure. So they invite him to play and everything, and then he, they, he can't even catch a ball again. Can't even shoot and everything. They're like, you're not Charles Barkley. Get out of here. He gets all sad and depressed and everything. He's just so upset during the whole movie. It's just so funny to see Charles, who's like so insanely good at that time. You're like People were yeah. arguably saying that he's better than Michael Jordan because you know they face each other in the finals. And just to see him that way, just like not being able to do anything, it was really well acted. I liked it. It was just fun. And yeah, I loved it. It was, it was really good. Cool to see like King Charles, you know, the guy who's like punching people and like getting all, you know, ragey on the court, having this like fun moment, you know, with Jordan too, with against his nemesis, you know, so really cool. I think that's going to be the theme of all of these movies when I look at the list here is that it's, it's always, it's just fun, right? Nobody, yep. nobody's taking it too seriously. They're just, they're kind of in some ways even poking fun at themselves, uh, which, which I appreciate, which brings us to number four, which I have is LeBron James in the 2015 movie Trainwreck. He actually plays <laughs> himself in this movie. I don't know if you've seen the film. I did. But yes. He plays himself. And the, the reason it always cracks me up is because he goes out to lunch with, with Bill Hader's character and, Oh, I forgot my wallet. Do you mind? Do you mind covering this lunch? This is like a multimillionaire who's just being portrayed as this super cheap guy. Yeah. And to me, that's just really, really funny how, how he, he goes through that. So did they have like a staring of, contest at that part too? Of like who's going to pay so. the bill? Yeah. They, he, he did the, the pause to see, you know, who's yeah. going to talk first. I think it's this was one of the reasons why he wanted to come to L.A. was to be in Hollywood so that he can do more movies and be more involved in the film industry. And then this happened, you know, with with Trainwreck. Overall, Trainwreck is just an okay movie. Uh, but I, I I very much remember LeBron's cameo in this is just you know being himself and just being a a, a character version of himself. Uh, yeah. And I thought it was it was really fun to see to see that kind of poking fun at himself. You know, I'm not a fan of LeBron at all. So when I saw him in this movie, I yeah. was just like, oh, it just ruined the movie for me. Like, get him off of the screen. <laughs> you know, like, it's got John Cena in this movie. I know. He was pretty funny. Hater, I liked John him a lot. Cena, it's great. Yeah, John Cena was, was hilarious. John Cena was hilarious in this movie. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I could have done with LeBron James without LeBron James. Just like, get him off of there. That would have been nice. Yeah. There's no reason to have him in there. I thought it was kind of like forcing him into a cameo, which wasn't oh, needed in this movie. 100%. 100% they forced him. Yeah. He did not need to be in this movie at all. Which yeah. I guess maybe makes the cameo less valuable. That's a good point. Well, I mean, that's a good point, Ronnie. 
<laughs> still, I'm not trying to discredit your cameo. I mean, no. it's still neat to see like LeBron in a movie, but <laughs> I, I just, just personally hate him. He was him. having fun and, and poking fun at himself. Yeah. I, I thought that was, I that was th- kind of good. Yeah. Uh, number three, which I was blown away when I saw him on the screen in this movie, and that is everyone's favorite big guy, Boban, currently of the Houston Rockets. He was in the 2019 film John Wick 3 playing Ernest, the assassin trying to collect the bounty for killing John Wick. And the That's reason so cool. that he, he's in this movie, and it's actually a really cool scene. He, he, you know, the stunt men said they were kind of worried about it because he's such a big guy. They're like, oh no, he's got this. He's, <laughs> he's really into this. He's excited for it. They, they have this scene in a library and they wanted to, you know, in between the shelves, it's a really confined area. So the thought was, let's get the biggest guy we can find, put him in this tight area to film this kind of choreographed scene and ended up being Boban. Nice. He just absolutely knocks it out of the park. Uh, really, you know, John, if you haven't seen the John Wick films, John Wick is like a master assassin. So you know, he's going to lose. Boban is. And yeah. just to see it, just to see the the choreographed fight scene, to see uh, you know him actually stabbing John Wick, and then ultimately, spoiler alert, being killed with a book. Oh, <laughs> <to the> <laughs> uh, just absolutely hilarious! So seeing Boban in an action movie uh, with a choreographed fight scene is just perfect. You no, know, Boban was also in the movie Hustle with Adam Sandler. Great cameo in that movie as well. Just a fun guy. Very. Very excited to see him in this role. So if you haven't seen it, check out the clip on YouTube or, or watch the movie uh, of everybody's favorite big guy in John Wick 3. I haven't seen it, so I will watch that. Was there, were they like knocking down all the all the shelves and everything like that to create more room? Or did the shelves stay up and they're no, just knocking was, down the, all the books they, and going crazy? Just, yep. They were just in the aisle fighting uh, gotcha. at, at the library. Yeah. Which, that's pretty neat. Yeah. I definitely yeah, want to check that out. And, and the John Wick franchise is such an iconic action series that – yeah. You know, I haven't you seen any of them, but it's on my list. You haven't seen any of them? I know. I oh, want to. It's like right. right in my alley, too. John Wick 1 is quite possibly the best action film. That's awesome. Are but they up to down. just three, John Wick 3, or is there a fourth one? Uh, four, four just came out as well. Wow. That's what I thought. I thought I heard that. Okay, cool. I'm going to watch They definitely all get less good, but yeah. number one is iconic. All right. I'm going to watch number it for two, sure. Yeah, you should. Number two was Shaquille O'Neal in the 2013 film Grown Ups 2. He plays Officer Fluzu. And <laughs> he has, does he have like the, the fake bald spot? I, I tried to, I thought that's what yes, he, he had. Yes, he does. Yep. That, yeah. Yes. Okay. Because so he tell is, us about his, this. Why I think did, his this brother, was your pick? Is, is his brother the other black guy in the movie? What's his name? Um, Tim Meadows? I don't know. I haven't seen Grown Ups 2. I think that's his brother, if I remember correctly. And I think that's why they both have the blood spot, because he was wearing the police cap. And there's so many good parts in this movie. I remember in particular the part where he was on skis and he skied off the roof into the pool. (laughs) It just was like, it's so cool to see Shaq doing stuff like that. I remember he was sleeping also in like the little playhouse too. And he just took up the whole entire playhouse too. Just so many good parts in this movie. It's, It's really cool to see such a big guy in this movie just playing funny parts and he actually yeah. like legit made me laugh out loud too with these parts in this movie too because he's just he's really funny like surprisingly oh yeah he's very funny and he doesn't take himself seriously either he's he's willing to to be to be the butt of the joke and you're right tim meadows plays his brother malcolm fluzu as Shaquille yeah. o'neal is officer fluzu uh the bigger but younger brother of malcolm yeah shaquille o'neal is is fantastic in this film um, and it's, it was really, 
enjoyable to watch him <laughs> interact with this cast of characters. Yeah, and that's absolutely. just Adam Sandler loves having basketball players in his movies, right? He had well, yeah, he's a big basketball fan too. Huge so, basketball yep, that, fan, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're gonna see lots more if he keeps making movies. <laughs> and the number one movie cameo, which is personally personally my favorite, and this is I actually watched this movie not that long ago when I thought maybe we should do a list of this. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the 1980 classic comedy Airplane, who plays co-pilot Roger Murdoch. Have you seen this movie, Ronnie? Because I've seen parts should. of it on TV. Oh, I haven't seen Lord. it fully. I know it's such an old movie and a classic. And every time I it see holds Airplane up on TV, industry hasn't really changed. Yeah, but it really does hold up uh, as as a quality comedy. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is just he's a pilot, right? Fantastic. Yeah, he's he plays co-pilot Roger Murdoch. And, you know, one of the, it's so great because a kid comes up and goes like, Hey, I know you, you're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And he's like, no, no, I'm Roger Murdoch. And he's like, yeah, the real Kareem can't do this and this. And he's like, listen, kid, you try dragging AC green up and down the court or something like That's that. Cool. He just, he, he's clearly, it's clearly Kareem Abdul-Jabbar pretending to be Roger Murdoch. And at one point he's even in his Lakers uniform with his goggles on as the movie just progresses into absolute craziness. But he he plays it perfectly, and the reason he's in this movie is there was apparently a 1957 movie who I can't remember what it's called, but Airplane is essentially a spoof of that, and it had football of NFL player as one of the co-pilots in that movie. But that was a serious film, a serious movie, not a comedy, <laughs> and this is a spoof of that. So they're like, hey, they had a, a football player, let's get a basketball player in our version of the movie, Perfect. and uh, it was absolutely fantastic. And Kareem Abdul Jabbar has actually done a ton of cameos in shows and, and TV oh, okay. uh, across across his career, which I also think is, is really, really funny. So this is your favorite one that out of all of them. This is my probably, favorite right? one uh, this, gotcha. of, of everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. He, I, every time I click over this movie, it's always the same part where they're just kind of like serving food. They're just like not doing much of anything. So I, I just, yeah, I can never get into it. And I always try oh, to make right. myself like switch back it. to it, but I end up like getting into something else. So I'll have to watch the whole thing. That's fair. I'm just looking at his IMDb now, and it's just uh, – he was in the TV show Different Strokes. Um, he was in an episode of uh, 21 Jump Street, the t old TV show, Uncle Buck. He was cool. in D2, The Mighty Ducks. He was in the Stephen King miniseries The Stand, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He's been in so much stuff. His IMDb is is huge. And, I'm surprised uh, I don't remember him was, in any of these because I've seen a lot of these, but I don't remember him. Yeah, I mean, it's just he fits in perfectly. He's yeah. he's great. He I mean, he was the scrubs. highest scorer in the whole league, you know, so he for was. the longest time. So it makes sense why he's, he's why he's in so many. Yeah, um, until LeBron. <laughs> now he's going to take that crown. He's going to be in everything. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Probably when he retires, that's the goal. But yeah, yeah. So that is our top five movie cameos from NBA players. If we missed one, if we said one that you don't agree with or, or we forgot one that you think should be on the list – let us know. Reach out to us on social media or on the JNR fan line. We're happy to uh, to hear from you. The JNR fan line is 602-935-8368 or reach us on X, the app formerly known as Twitter at JNR underscore basketball uh, and let us know. Let us know what you think. Yes. Ronnie, that's all I got for tonight. Anything uh, you want to talk about before we close up shop? Yeah, I just want to talk about some games that have been going on. Can we just talk about that? Just, just let's just shoot the crap a little bit. Did sure. you? Did you see the the first of all the Spurs versus Oklahoma City game? 
I, I saw the a lot of clips of the the long-awaited Chet versus Victor matchup, and exactly both players did pretty darn good in that. I think the edge probably went to uh, Victor Webinyama, but it yeah, wasn't the Thunder a did defeat the Spurs. Yep, yeah, you're right. It wasn't dominating. It was one twenty-two to one twenty-one, so it was very close. Uh, Webinyama scored twenty points with five rebounds, and Holmgren with twenty-one points and nine rebounds. So it just kind of makes me think, like, I wonder who's going to win Rookie of the Year now because Holmgren is in that running. So I, I personally think Holmgren's going to, we both think Holmgren's going to win, right? I think Holmgren will have the better year, yeah. Yeah. And I think this was a, kind of like a, a, little, a little preview of that. A little, you treat, know, where, a little treat for us. Yeah. So I, I like watching that game. I, I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, just Holmgren just dominated compared to one right now, I think. And then did you watch any Suns game by any chance? I, <laughs> so... Suns versus Portland. This happened after the uh, the DA trade, mm-hmm. and I was a hundred percent trolling you during this yeah. game. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I was just talking about how good DeAndre Ayton looked and how the Suns are going to regret giving like, up on him. And you were losing your mind, <laughs> and you were like sending me stat lines and all of this stuff. And I was like, Ronnie, I'm not watching the game. I'm just completely messing with you. Because you I could sent the text right after there was a huge jam by, by yeah. Aiden too. And I was like, of course you would send that right after that. But yeah, no, Aiden, like he lo- he was crap. He, he has, has five points and five rebounds in the game compared to Nurkic who had, uh, what do you have? Like, 20, no, 17 he had a much points. Better and stat line. 20, 17 points and eight rebounds. So yeah. suck on that, Aiden. That's why you've been traded. So glad to not see him anymore. Plus, our guy, Nurkic, had five assists too, and Aiden only had two. So our, our guy, Aiden, or our guy, Nurkic, he has all these guys <laughs> that passed you now. now. You're so confused <laughs> and flustered. It's adorable. Yeah, he, he has all these players that passed you now that are shooters. So, and he, he's almost like a, a big, he, he almost is like a Jokic. You know, where he's like a, a point guard slash center. He could dribble the ball up the court where oh, Aiden couldn't. Ronnie. So he could facilitate let's, let's some things too. Let's not start comparing him to the best center in the league. I know I'm just saying, like, he has some, he, he, maybe he likes him a lot. Maybe he likes Jokic. So he's watching how he plays. So he's playing like him. He has some potential. And he didn't really have that on Portland. So I f- feel like this is a really good fit and the Suns look really good with him. So that's, uh, people aren't really, he's not on anyone's radar really, you know, because of all these other big names, but. I think he's a, he's a huge factor on this team. So I just wanted to see if you saw any of that. But And if you haven't, definitely watch good. it. I, I, I definitely, you know, he's a seven-footer. He played good. I, I I don't know. We don't need him to do a lot, though. We need him to rebound, like, full stop, right? We don't need yep. him to do anything else. And that was the problem with DA is that we just wanted him to rebound. And he's like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to do these other things. <laughs> right. And, and he was content. He was still doing that for Portland too. He was just watching the rebounds as Nurkic was giving him. He was actually going for the rebounds. So I, I love seeing that too. I was like, yep, that's what you guys get for taking Nathan. But that's all I really want to talk about. Just those two main okay. games. Those are like the big ones that I, that stuck out. I just want to, yeah. There's a highlight those that you should check out. It's where Victor Rebanyama dunked. I forget over who he dunked over, but it was literally he was outside of the restricted area, but his just ginormously long arms. Oh yeah, he just I know you're talking about. Slammed it down, and it was just like there's nothing you can do in that case. Yeah, there's because he was you so long, and he just so reached long. over yep. him. Yeah, I don't know who you, who that was over either. Some, the dude was some 6'10", really good player. So it wasn't he wasn't a seven footer, but he just there's nothing. Yeah. It was just how do you how do you guard that? So the question I guess I have for you is which 
which centers are you excited to see? Because Victor Webanyama is very skinny. And I think there are, are going to be a lot of centers that are just able to body him out of the paint and force him to shoot and, and get in his face. Which centers are you most excited to see go up against this, you know, uh, chosen one as far as, as the great, greatest prospect ever? Is there is there someone that you're like, ooh, that's I'm going to circle that on my calendar because I want to watch you know I'm looking forward go to against, go against Wemby. Yeah, you like that? I like Giannis. Giannis. Yeah, I think it'd be fun seeing those two. I don't two know because, that Giannis will cover him, right? Would that be Lopez? Yeah, you're probably right. But I think Wimbenyama might cover him. So John, Giannis might not cover him, but okay, I see Wimbenyama will probably be play he'll, defense he'll on him. Try to cover Giannis. Yeah, that would be that would be another one where because Giannis is is literally you know his nickname's the Greek Freak. He is literally a freak when he gets the ball down in the paint. It's, right. it's very hard. Yeah, to I want to see. Him. Yeah, I want to see him because he's super athletic, but also on the other side, I want to see Zion go against him, a big body. Okay. I want to see how Wembenyana how handles that. That's too. why I'm excited to see Jokic because Jokic is not afraid to lower his shoulder into somebody. We've seen yeah. that where he bulldozes his players many, many times. I I think that he will just completely go through him. Uh, so that that's yeah. probably the one I'm most excited to see is is Jokic because Jokic will be out in the perimeter. He's not afraid to be outside of the paint. Um, like, mm-hmm. like not like a traditional center. So that's that's the one right. I'm most looking forward to. I did like seeing the Chet versus Wemby matchup. I think that's going to be be around for a long, long time to come. Yes. Um, Speaking of Zion, did you see he's back and playing too? He looks pretty good. Does he? I, I know he was trying to lose some weight. Yep. He was trying to get into shape and and be healthier this year. Um, are you drafting Zion? If it, if it comes to, uh, that's a good question. Fantasy basketball. I, so my what is your yeah my draft strategies? I'm I'm gonna stay away from anyone who's injury prone because <laughs> I just don't want to deal with yeah. it. I kind of learned my lesson last year. I'm staying away from Zion. I'm gonna stay away from well, I don't know Kawhi, uh, from Anthony Davis Anthony is Davis, a tough one. Yeah. He's I feel like I just don't want to play against him. Zion, I wouldn't mind playing against so much, but so yeah, Anthony at Davis, some point I don't there's a break even him. point though, right? It's the sixth yeah. round and Zion's still on the board. Right, right. I, you have to take him there, right? But do you take him in the third round if he's still there? Do you take him in the I second would... round if he's still there? What's <laughs> what's your yeah, draft right? position for Zion? I don't know yet. Probably a fifth round, I'm guessing. I truly fifth don't round. know. I'm just throwing okay. it out there. I, I don't know. But, but because I'd have to see like who else is on the draft well, board at the time. Yeah, you know? so, yeah. yeah. But I would much rather see I would much rather see him on a different team than on my roster. So I'm probably not going to touch him at all, no matter what round, honestly. Okay, fair enough. All right, folks, thanks for joining us. That is going to do it for us tonight. And uh, join us each and every week as we talk basketball. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.